0: Welcome to On the Bench. I am Brendan Sinone. Good news, you're not going to hear a ton from me for this podcast. A little bit here and there, uh, but this is going to be Chris Knee-driven. So, Christopher Knee, uh, take uh, take the microphone and let the let the folks listening know what we got for them today.
1: Well, I'm excited. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr., you may know that name. He is the son of Shade Tree, but on his own, he's also one of the best defensive ends in the country. In the 2022 class, talented kid from Fort Lauderdale, American Heritage technically plantation but hey who's who's debating um marvin's a kid that fsu wants but so does mostly everybody else in the country uh he tweeted i don't know a week or so ago podcast question mark and i reached out and said hey we got a pretty good podcast you want to come on and i know marvin a little bit i saw him at Bertram trail last year i met him when he came up here with dallas turner in the past and dealt with him a little bit throughout this process obviously hoping to deal with him to the very end of the process as well and he was nice enough to oblige and say, sure, I'll come on. So we're gonna have him on today. I think it'll be pretty interesting. We're gonna concentrate largely on recruiting, but talk a little bit about his high school season, talk a bit about family ties and any pressure that comes with that. We may get into a couple other subjects. I mean, Snow's here, he's almost certain to take us off topic at some point during this conversation. But uh Marv's a good kid. I think you'll enjoy this conversation. We'll try to keep it short. It's probably about 20 minutes long. And uh I think I think you'll like it. So
0: there's a little bit of news in there too. So, so we're going to have you guys dig for that. So, all right, let's, uh, let's take a quick commercial break on the other side. We got Marvin Jones jr. Coming up As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.
1: All right. On the Bench, Knowles 247 Podcast here is joined by four-star, soon to be five-star, I think, everywhere, Weekside side defensive end Marvin Jones Jr. from Fort Lauderdale American Heritage. It's actually in plantation, right? Everybody says Fort Lauderdale, but it's actually plantation.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Marvin Jones Jr., obviously, if you keep up recruiting, you know who he is. He's one of the best defensive ends in the nation. Heck, he's one of the best prospects in the nation. He's a long, lengthy, athletic defensive end, great pass rusher, 6'4", 2 and a quarter. probably weighing a bit more than that these days. Those measurements might be a little bit outdated. He's also the son of former Seminole Marvin Jones, Shade Tree, as most people around these parts would call him. So he knows a bit about the college game and obviously the pro game too because of his dad's success. Marvin, first and foremost, thanks for taking the time and joining us today. How are you doing? I'm
2: good, how are you? No problem.
1: I'm good, man. So, American Heritage is one of those programs that is always in the discussion for a state title. It's just what you guys have done down there historically. Last year, you came up this way, and you beat, what, records to win the state title? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Can you just talk about last season? I think you guys went, what, 11-2 and two on the year? Is that right? Yeah, 11-2. and two. Um
2: Starting the season, obviously, there was a lot of distractions, so it definitely meant a lot to, uh, you know, come out of a tough season and, and, and win the title.
1: For you, was it your first full year playing defensive end at that high of a level for Heritage, or had you done that some in the preceding years?
2: Um, Nah, my sophomore year, I played five games at the end, and this is my first full season.
1: What has that transition been like for you as your body's developed and you've gotten more used to what's probably your more natural position? Um,
2: it's been more more fun than I expected it to be. It's been fun learning a new position, uh, learning a new skill set. You know, uh, most guys, I'm pretty sure, it'd be kind of hard or frustrating, but uh, it was kind of fun for me.
1: For you, what is it at that position that you feel like you still have the greatest gains to make? What is it that you got to get better at as you work on your game? I would say definitely my my strength,
2: my, my leg strength everything, being able to go against guys that are 6'7", 300-plus pounds, something I want to work on. So.
1: so I got to see you in person when you guys beat up on Bartram Trail over there near Jacksonville last year, and you picked up a fumble and housed it. I forget how long of a return it was, but it was lengthy, more than half the field. Um, was that the highlight of highlights for you last season, or is there a moment that you think back to that was the best moment of your season? No, I think –
2: I had a, a strip sack against Miami Northwestern uh, in our second playoff game. And that kind of turned the game around for us. And we kind of stood it after that. So, I would say that's my biggest highlight this year.
1: As you were playing last year and you guys got more games under your belt with it being kind of a weird season because of COVID and whatnot, what kind of turned the lights on for you guys as a defense? Because you were arguably the best defense in the state. You, Richard Thomas, James, plenty of other guys that I could mention on that defense that helped shut down opponents.
2: Yeah, obviously, uh, we kind of knew how special our defense was. But I think after our first playoff game against uh, Miami Northwestern, you know, they always have a good offense. Uh, They were like number one in Florida all season. So, and last season, too, they beat us. So, I think after that game, it kind of sealed the force
1: like we knew, you know, we were one of the best in the nation. Who's the best player you went against last year? Uh... Like, all, like a quarterback, running back, anything or just... It could be any, anybody that grabbed your attention. Could it be an offensive tackle that gave you some trouble? It could be a quarterback that impressed you just with throwing it around the yard. It could be a player that just kind of put on a show when you guys faced them. Best player? Uh, yeah. uh, actually, uh,
2: I mean... I, I couldn't. Nobody stood out to me. Honestly, I don't want me to sound like uh, I don't know. Nobody stood out to me. I guess I couldn't really point one guy out.
1: Now, uh, as you head into your next season, what are some of your personal goals as you work with Heritage and repeat? Um. Yeah. Some personal
2: goals. Uh, honestly, I feel like I want to. I want to. Um, yeah. I would say academically, I want to finish with a, with probably like a 4.0 or higher. So I want to you know, get uh, the best grade I can get,
1: I guess, after the school year. So we'll transition a bit into recruiting. Who was the first school to pull the trigger and offer you? And do you remember when that was? Uh, Baylor in January of 2019. Why was it Baylor? Why why were they the first one to come calling? Was there some tie there or they just nah. saw the film and decided to do it? Nah, at that point I didn't have any film, so it was
2: like a surprise to me. But they had came they had came down um and they offered three of us, like when I was playing receiver, so it was three receivers. Uh guess they at the same time.
1: And you're at what now, about three dozen offers?
2: Uh I got I got my forty-second yesterday.
1: 42. So you literally have the who's who. You have Bama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Florida State, Miami, Oregon, Oklahoma, USC, the who's who of college football. What is it like as you're going through this process, going from when Baylor happened to today where you have, you know, almost four dozen offers?
2: Um, I would say it's 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 kind of, um, it's like uh, yeah, back then, like I would always worry, like, what if I'm not like, good enough or this and that if I don't go to college for football? Like, it was, it's more of a, a relieving feeling knowing that everything kind of worked out for me.
1: Now, in a normal year, you'd be on the road probably taking some visits, being able to see some schools, yeah. but it's been anything but normal for the last 12 months for you guys as recruits. Have you taken some unofficials uh, in the last 12 months on your own, or are you one of these guys that once it opens up, hopefully after May, you plan to do all your recruiting stuff after that? Um,
2: I've been lucky. Uh, to my brother, he uh, he went to West Virginia, so I went on a couple of his visits. So I mean, that's probably the last time I went to go see a school was probably
1: that twenty twenty season. So who have who have you seen? West Virginia, obviously for him. I know you've been up here because you came with Dallas that time, and I'm sure you've come other times. Where else have you been to recently, or, or just? Just in general, in the sense of looking at it as a recruit. Um, we, as a team, we went to like some
2: camps. So we like had like a little week long trip. So we went to Clemson, Alabama, um, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Obviously, um, I've been to Miami. We went to Florida. So I've kind of been around.
1: Anything stand out about anywhere? Is there a place you've been that you're like just mighty impressed that you definitely want to get back to and investigate further? Um, probably.
2: Probably Georgia. Uh, it was kind of the weather was kind of bad, so we didn't really get to get around. Uh, I know Clemson has amazing facilities. Um, I guess those two kind of stood out to me.
1: Who is it that you haven't seen that you really want to see? Oklahoma, uh, Ohio State. So with the fact that things are kind of shut down, are you a guy that intends to take this well into the fall, if not
2: early signing?
1: Yeah, definitely. What is the process like for you? you? Because you're now at 42 offers and, you know, you're approaching a big number, Magic 50. Do you want to narrow this down and figure out these are a handful of schools I want to investigate further, or are you going to leave it very broad and wide open? No, I kind of have an idea
2: uh, of a a few schools I'm focusing in on. It's not – I'm not really leaving it that open to 20, 30, 40 schools. I have an idea. Is
1: it – what's a ballpark number for that idea? Like eight? Probably like five, maybe. You want to share those schools or keeping that to yourself? Uh, for you guys, I'll say Florida State's in there for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Ooh, that's news, Chris. That's news. Thank you, Robert, for throwing us the bone.
1: Yeah. I know when I talked to you at Bartram, you you mentioned Bama, Georgia, and I think Ohio State were three that you mentioned pretty clearly are schools that are going to kind of be consistently in this thing for you. Is it still fair to say schools of that caliber are definitely falling? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Now, with FSU, is it weird for you? Because your dad, obviously, is a legend around these parts. And I'm sure you grew up with plenty of knowledge of FSU and probably watching FSU to some degree. So is it weird because of that family tie? Or is it separated because now you're a recruit and this is your own thing and you got to figure out your own path?
2: Uh, I would say at first it kind of was, you know, trying to differentiate uh, looking at the school. Like, am I going there because it's fun? Because I used to, like, be around there all the time or because – that'll give me a So, I mean, I guess that kind of went away. So I look at it as just a, from a recruit standpoint. So it used to
1: be like that. I could say not anymore. Really. How often were you around here coming up, growing up?
2: Um, oh man. Uh, I went to like a garnet and gold game in like 2014. Uh, I went to like every Miami Florida state game in the past, like six years. Um, Obviously recently, state championship game. Uh when they retired my dad's jersey in twenty
1: fifteen. Um I mean, I'm sure it's a few more times, but yeah. I, I'm gonna let Snone poke in real quick. I think he's got a question for you on this topic.
0: Yeah, yeah, there there's an iconic picture of your dad absolutely leveling a Miami player. I'm sure you've you've seen that picture. Have you actually seen the <laughs> the play though?
1: Yeah, of course.
2: That um the guy he hit was my teammate's son. No, the guy he hit, his son was on my team two years ago at it <laughs> So yeah, that was definitely uh, fun to talk about, them.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you brought that up quite a bit, I'd imagine.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Would you have a hit or a play like that that, that kind of is, is as similar as as what your dad? I mean, that's like the most textbook hit and tackle yeah. ever. Do you have anything in, in your mind that comes nah, close
2: that you've done on the field like that? Nah, I haven't had any chances to hit anybody head up like that. So <laughs> when I do get it, I'm, I'm rubbing in his face though. For sure.
0: <laughs> we'll <laughs> be again. on the lookout for it.
1: Yeah. I forget the exact quote, but I think Dennis Erickson made a famous quote about your dad regarding that hit and just his play in general as a linebacker. I forget what it is, but I don't know. You probably have never had a chance to meet Dennis Erickson, or have you? No, nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Former Miami coach has stayed in the college ranks for a long time. All right, uh, getting back to the recruiting game, what is it that you want in a school? When you do have to sit down and make a decision, separate you know, these 42 and five, and then eventually one, what's going to separate that one?
2: Um, I would say development. So if I go to this school, I'll be the best player that I can be compared to this one. And secondly, um, if I never play football again, what school would provide me the best opportunity um, outside of athletics
1: after football done? I guess. Who's your favorite assistant coach in the country to deal with? Favorite assistant?
2: Yeah. Um, you guys are you guys are trying to <laughs> uh, favorite assistant coach. I don't think I can give you. One. I don't want to. I don't want to.
1: I don't want to get into that right now. You <laughs> you don't, don't want to hurt any feelings. Nah, y'all y'all trying to set me up right now. I can <laughs> <laughs> What what is it like though dealing with so many assistants? Because they're all telling you sweet somethings. They all want you as part of their program. But what is it like dealing with different guys? I'm sure there's some guys that are very relatable age-wise there's obviously some guys much older who are maybe a little bit more business what's it like figuring out all these different personalities that are coming your way I mean uh I mean it's
2: definitely cool to to meet you know all these coaches from around the country a lot of guys are very popular they been doing it for a long time so I mean, I guess it's kind of cool to 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 see different viewpoints on how coaches see me uh, as a player, as a person, so.
1: I'm going to put you on the hot seat again. Favorite head coach. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Thanks for Next question, please. Right.
0: You know, I, got a, I got a pressing question. I got, and, and this is one I've... I think everyone uh, who knows my my tendencies to to follow stocks and talk about stocks uh, would appreciate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you still in on the AMC game, or no, did you get no, out of that?
2: No, I got out yesterday. Was, you got I out yesterday? Done. Yeah, I was done. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm not looking at my phone no more. Uh
0: oh. So, so end, it ended red for you then, yeah, I, I take
1: it. I don't want I don't want to think about it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> any stock tips right
2: now? Are you out of the stock? No, game I'm I I'm not in the, the right mind frame to give anybody <laughs> any tips. Uh, I have no reason. No reason anybody should listen to me.
0: Dude, I, I was looking at AMC before it got caught up in, in the popular like Reddit Reddit game. Yeah. When it was like two dollars, it was yeah, you, I had you were it at, two? I had, it
2: at I had it at three dollars. I had it at three dollars.
0: <laughs> so, oh, so you uh, kept
2: you kept chasing it? Yeah, I let I let go of it though before it went to twenty.
0: Uh I had a uh-huh. stock that was like 50 cents and I was sitting on it for like seven months. And <laughs> went up to it was BNGO, went up to $1.50. I sold it all. It was like at $10 recently. I could have uh-huh. bought a could have bought a pickup truck with that. All right. Yeah. En- enough enough
1: stock talk. I think we <laughs> both have broken hearts. Diversified boys. Diversified. <laughs> they even kill. It works out. No emotions in it. Um, So as you figure out your recruiting, are you leaning on mom, dad, brother, a coach? Is is there somebody that's kind of in your corner that you have those conversations with? Yeah, I would
2: say my brother. um, Given that he was in the same position I was, I am 12 months ago. So it's definitely, he's definitely probably the biggest piece. to I guess my recruiting, I guess.
1: What did you learn watching him go through the process?
2: That not everything is what, you know coaches you can be lied to not everything is what it seems to be, guys leave so uh not everything is i guess clear as gold
1: do you feel pressure to go to FSU cuz of dad I and mean, the, the ties and the history or is it something that you you're comfortable enough standing on your own two feet and been able to separate from no i don't
2: i don't i don't think i feel any pressure anymore uh i mean i feel like i i wouldn't say pressure but it was like, uh, not pressure, but sort of like, man, we love you here this and that. So, and that's coming from people that I'm talk to every day. So, my family. So, I mean, when your family's telling you stuff like that, obviously it kind of gets to you. But I, I kind of got past that. So,
1: so uh, first visit when things open up, do you have a destination in mind? Probably, like,
2: uh, Ohio State or Oklahoma,
1: probably. But, I mean, I'm not really – say it again. Because you've never been to those, is that what? Yeah, 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 I've never been up there, so. All right, man. Um, I think recruiting-wise, we got you pretty well covered. And I know high school-wise, you're going to work hard. Do you train with anybody? Is there a specific group you train with? I know down there, there's a lot of options. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mo- mainly mainly uh, Mike Smith,
2: uh, D2D performance. Um, and then when it comes to the football side, uh, I would say uh, Coach Javon Gopi,
1: uh, Sack Sensei on Instagram. So, mm-hmm. What are you up to these days as far as weight? Are you still two and a quarter? No, I'm 242. And what do you want to be at when you get to college? Is there kind of a goal weight? Mm-hmm. Honestly... I don't think I have really a goal weight, uh, but,
2: I mean, I feel really good at 240, so, I mean, if I got to, like, 255, 260, I think that's probably the range I
1: probably want to be in before I get to school. When you were playing receiver a couple years ago, what were you weighing those days? Um, Most
2: I probably weighed at receiver was, like, 207, um, two 205.
1: Do you still feel as fast despite the gains of about 35? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I feel feel great at 240. All right, man. And uh, are you an early enrollee? Sometimes down there with schools like Heritage, that's not something that's in the cards. Is that in the cards for you or no? Um, No. For now, I'd say no. Do you think this is something you'll take all the way to February? I hope not. Honestly, we'll <laughs> see. <I'm gonna proceed. laughs> do you, I take you don't love recruiting, do you? I know some guys love it; like they they live for that life. You've never see, struggled. With that. Uh, when it came to like before, I guess I had coaches
2: talking to me. I look at my DMs every day. or did the coach text me? So it was definitely exciting, and then. <laughs> When when the first day for coaches to text you opened up, I think I had 141 messages. So once I saw that, I was like, okay, this isn't something I want to you know uh, get into every day. But I mean, obviously, it's a blessing to have be in a situation. But yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite thing to answer 40 messages every day.
1: But you, you do because of the fact that you do want to see places. You also don't want to rush. Like it's not something you just want to put an end to. To put an end to it, you want to make a sensible decision. I take it. Of
2: course, yeah, of course. I don't want to just end it just because I'm. I'm, I, don't I'm talking anybody, nah. I don't want to to anybody. Nah, I want to definitely figure it out it's the best situation for myself. So when you, got, uh, when you got
0: the hundred, when you got the hundred plus text uh, that day, at what point were you like, "All right, this is too many"? Like, it was it after twenty? Like, I know I get
2: annoyed when I get like five
0: text messages in a row.
2: So they were allowed to text us at twelve o'clock, like in the morning, like right when the clock hit twelve. Mm. My phone, I put it. I went to bed at eleven. I put my phone on airplane mode, and then I, I opened it because I was. I do that every night, and I forgot it was the night, the day that we had to. Um, like they were allowed to text us, so I wanted to look at the night, and I woke up, and it was just scrolling like for an hour, like this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh.
1: Have you gotten to know Mike Norvell pretty well? Just focusing a bit on FSU. Yeah, um, I, I met him. I met him the day,
2: I think, the day after he got hired because I was at Florida State when Coach Tiger got fired. Right, I remember that. When I when I got back down, I met him like the next day, I think. So he, he's a uh, we've been talking for a, a little while now. So.
0: You were you, you were there when like when Coach Tiger like you were actually on campus with yeah, Coach Tiger? Oh, that's I, awkward. First yeah, time I met he, him with.
1: <laughs> Taggart drove by us as him and Dallas Turner are talking to me and Zach and yeah go ahead oh, God.
2: we were we were walking down the hallway we, we talked to Coach Haggins and then we get in the car and I noticed like I guess Coach Taggart wasn't there so I was like okay we walked down the hallway got in the car and left in like five minutes go by and we got we were on Twitter and we see got fired.
1: <laughs> that had to be awkward, especially for Dallas, because he's yeah. in the process at that point. Yeah, he was. So um. Oh,
0: That's weird. Crazy game, man. Football's crazy. It
1: is. Who, who's your main assistant up this way? Is it Odell because of the long-time relationship? Is it JP because of position? Is it Coach Fuller because of defense? Who is your main guy? Uh, I probably talk to, talk to Coach JP the most, so I'll say him what's JP like to deal with as a recruit? No, he, he's definitely
2: a, a cool person. He's not, he's not annoying or anything. Uh, he's, it's not always about football with him. So I appreciate that. It's, it's just a, you know, cool relationship we have.
1: All right, man, I, I'm pretty close to done. I don't know if Snow has anything.
0: No, I got all my stock questions out. We're good.
1: <laughs> so my last question is Marvin Jones Jr. The football player is well known, but who is Marvin Jones Jr. away from football? Uh, and I'm a I'm
2: a laid back chill dude. I don't really, uh, I mean I don't go out too much. I don't party too much. I just play video games. I go fishing a lot. Um, yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm, I'm a laid back guy. You live in that PS5 life? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, I, whoa, I'm kind on. of upset. But I mean, <laughs> they messed ridiculous. up
1: Christmas for you. Is that you're <laughs> telling
2: me? Now, it, I didn't. After, I didn't. I don't really see a need because a lot of my friends that have one, they uh, they said it's not, it's not all that. So I mean, I'm not really too stressed out to get one. So
1: good stuff, man. Well, we'll quit wasting your time, but I do appreciate your time. Good luck with this process. Appreciate it. We're obviously gonna keep up with you till the end, regardless of where the destination will be. But uh, thanks for letting us in for a little while. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you, guys. Yeah, thanks. Take it easy, man. All right.
0: All right, that was Marvin Jones Jr. Very uh, very uh, mature young man, isn't he, Chris? I always feel old when I say that, and I guess there's no other way to to feel when you call someone a very mature young man.
1: Yeah, it's funny. He referenced the Taggart moment of his life when Willie got fired and him and Dallas Turner were up here because that's the first time I actually met him in person. And I remember him introducing himself as Marvin Jones Jr. and me having <laughs> this moment of shade trees, kid. <laughs> so... Uh, You know, at that point, you know, as he said before the Baylor offer came along, he wasn't really on the national radar. Now he is very much on the national radar, but he's a good dude. I've dealt with him a good bit now in the last year. And, you know, he comes off as someone who really wants to make a decision for himself with a full understanding of the decision he is making. And I think he's done a good job of navigating those waters to this point in time. You know, it's disappointing for him and for his fellow classmates in the 2022 class. They, their process has been really stymied you know 2022 kids would have been all out and about last year spring and so on and now they'd be diving into official visits and more crucial visits down a stretch and they haven't been allowed to do that and it's disappointing for a guy like that but he's doing the best what he can with the process and hopefully things do open for him in may and he can use those months after that to make an informed decision
0: talk about a being savvy and, and kind of hip to this game, he wouldn't let you, uh, he wouldn't let you trap in many corners for favorite coaches, assistants. Uh-uh, he wasn't, he wasn't playing that.
1: Yeah. I just, I want, you know, it, it's funny. I've dealt with recruits for so long. There's a lot of kids who commit to a coach who isn't their favorite coach. Mm-hmm. They just establish a relationship with a guy. And that makes it usually in the process at the end, very difficult for them to tell that person no, because they do like them so much. And with head coaches, I always find it interesting because what is it about that head coach that makes a kid like him so much? You know, is it Nick Saban where it's ultra organized, super productive, and the results are in the you know, proof? Or is it Dabo because a little more laid back, a little more fun while also having good results? Or is it something else with a different coach where it just appeals to a kid because it kind of fits what they're looking for in that person?
0: The top five, I get unofficial top five, but knowing the FSU is still very much so in contention, I think is the big news. Other than him being out of the AMC stock, I, I think that's the the big news <laughs> of of today. So it's good to know Florida State seems like it's doing a good job recruiting him. Obviously, a really high priority for the Seminoles. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's Shea Tree's son and and a blue chip recruit. Like, you got to hope that you have a, a puncher's chance at him.
1: Yeah, and he he is FSU's top defensive end target. And they've obviously done a great job restocking that position in recent classes, but he is still a crucial piece to that puzzle for them. And that that's a commitment that because of the talent of the individual has a great deal of meaning, but there's also the other circumstances within there. But it's going to, you know, I, I'm not trying to put top five on him, but I do believe a school like Alabama, a school like Georgia, a school like Ohio State is certainly going to be in this till the end. You know, I think those kind of heavy hitters are going to be the competition for FSU down the stretch.
0: All right, let's wrap this podcast up. The next time you guys listen to On the Bench, uh, unless there's a breaking news that, that leads us to an emergency pod, we'll be doing a spring football preview. I think Chris and I will sit down and try to aim for that to be on Monday. Spring practice begins on Tuesday. We're scheduled to talk to both Mike Norvell and Josh Storms on Friday. Uh, so we'll give you guys an update on on anything pertinent to spring practice and then do a preview on the next podcast. So I'll be fun as well. Chris, thank you for, uh, for setting this up with, with Marvin. This was fun. I I had hesitation about interviewing recruits, but I think so far we're two for two with, with Hunter Washington and and Marvin, both have been very mature young guys that are uh, insightful and and have been cool to open up on their recruiting process. So thanks to them. And thank you. Thank you, Christopher knee for setting this up.
1: And five star reviews for the five star we just had on the podcast.
0: And uh, I just stuck the landing. Let's just end it end that one.